Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Green all by himself. 20, 10, touchdown. 98 yards and a Lambo leap. Here is your host, Amon Green. Uh, welcome to Amon Green Show. I'm your host, Amon Green. Got my man Harrison to my right with the, with the on the ones and twos. How you doing, sir? Doing good. Uh, we're getting really lucky with this weather. I'll keep saying that. Yeah, it's that. awesome. Like I was, I thought I awesome for a couple weeks ago. I thought we were like kind of done with the nice weather, but rolling in and out, still uh, wearing shorts. Yep, it's beautiful out. I almost did shorts today too, but I was like, yeah, I'll throw them. The- we want some comfortable sweatpants. Yeah, the wind did pick up. It was a little chilly yeah. on my walk in. I wasn't expecting the wind. But nonetheless, yeah, I'm doing great. We got Maryland coming up. We're still bowl eligible. Nebraska basketball. Yep. Uh, Florida A&M tomorrow, 7 o'clock. That'll be a good matchup. Yep, I think Nebraska soccer Friday because uh, they had their bidding for the tournament. So they'll play Friday. Mm-hmm. Trying to not leave anyone else out off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, it's just been awesome. This is kind of a sweet spot. I talk about it a lot during this time of year, but now we got basketball starting up, and the real glory days for me are March. But nonetheless, this is this is kind of right up there. October, November, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll get some meaningful bowl games here eventually here pretty soon. Yes, it's, it's about that time. I mean, yes, indeed. Yeah, bowl season rolls around. We got the was the FBS has been doing their ratings. Mm-hmm. Who's the mm-hmm. the early picks to finish in the what final twelve? Is it 12 teams now, or is it 10? It, that's next year. It'll be 12. Uh, this is last year with four, and yeah, next year we'll be down to 12 teams, which they should have just done 16. I still don't quite understand. Or, oh, so, so it's four this year? Yeah, it's four. Oh, I thought it was like up to eight or something. No, nah, that, that's that's the next season. All right. It's a bit gotcha. strange. Gotcha. I wish they would have done, though. Like, Wouldn't it just make more sense to get 24? Yeah, get right to it. Because then you get the AP top 25, and then the 25th spot's just like playing. Like yeah, the but two I teams think, play each other. I think the one back end from a, a planning standpoint is having all the stadiums and well, venues ready. What are all those bowl games? What's that? Venues, stadiums. Yeah. All those bowl games just make that. Yeah, yeah, but it's like planning that out. Like they should have been planning this last year or yeah. years ago. This yeah. is my point because like I would thought they already had that down and agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like it's so many stadiums, you know, down in fair weather cities and or states down South, all the way from California to Florida, where there's at least it's more than 30 stadiums that you could throw, um, a NCAA style basketball style bracket for football, um, and get all the teams to play against each other. Obviously it's the physical side of it. It's a lot more physical than basketball. So recovery time, I mean, it would just basically maybe cut off of the game of the regular season to get it started earlier because obviously now they're going into February, close to you know mid-January sometimes is the national title game. Mm-hmm. And so that's the part, I think, on the planning side they look at because if anything, players that are on play, you know FBS eligible teams and make it and make it deep or just make it there and play two or three games, hey, they're conditioned for the NFL. Um because they're playing all the way into February, almost, you know, or uh, halfway through January. So yep. all the way through December, and it's competitive football. And I, because I remember getting drafted, it was a thing. It was a hitting a rookie wall coming like around this time of the year for the NFL because 
most college teams we're done like we're wrapping up our season right and then thanksgiving hits we're, we're done playing so it's like a whole nother month that the nfl continues to play so um for myself being at the bowl games three years in a row wasn't i didn't have that feeling like oh my god like what's going on is the mm-hmm. season not over and i was like no we were still practicing and going <laughs> at it for those three seasons you know going to, so being fortunate that we were good enough to make it to bowl games national title games in those three years i was here so i wasn't i never hit that rookie wall i had now some of my teammates did and they were like man don't you feel like you just want you know you're tired you don't want to i'm like no we got a game to get ready for. <laughs> We're rolling. I'm, I'm used to i gotta this, hit buddy. the weight room you know twice this week and so i'm thinking about that because that's what we did here and so just having like i said very fortunate for that but um but uh, yeah, I, just, just, I just think it's a unique idea because i just that's is. one thing with the bowl bowl games it just yeah. You look at how many people are actually at them. It's just kind of like so many of these bowl games just feel like they don't have a whole lot of meaning, other no. than to the actual programs that make it. Yeah, they but get outside the money. of that, yeah, yeah they, they get, get the money, more yep. practice time. Yep. Uh, you can extend the season, get a little more time players, with coaches and players. Yeah, players but, get film of themselves, mm-hmm. especially if they're seniors or you know somebody that's coming out or aged out, like they graduate and or it's just their time to go. Then they have film for NFL teams to look at and yeah. to make sure to give them that last little stint if they're not that guy or that, you know, that player on the team that is going to get all the tout, all the talk about, you know, this is a high draft pick come, you know, late December, early January. So just for those other seniors out there that could get those game film on and have a good game in the bowl game. Yeah. You know, of course, hardest position in the offensive line is really not much. I mean, other than blocking, but if you have a, a good uh, other guys around you and a good running back and maybe a good quarterback and receiver, that's where you get more good tape on yourself. Yeah. And, uh, it's us was saying like it's really good for like the teams that make it. I mean, we, we, obviously being a Nebraska fan, I've talked about the importance of needing to get to a bowl <laughs> yeah, game uh, for way too long now. Was it 2016, 2017? Something like that. And I know it's the longest I looked power it up. five. Man, I remember looking at route. Yeah, I, I want to say 2016, 402, 464, 5685, 2016, 2017. I know it's one of the two. You guys can help me out. Uh, but yeah, just like you know. You know, so you make it to the Idaho Potato Bowl. Like, I just Anything. don't know how many fans that are like really tuning into those games. But I am. Man, you could be, you fan. know, Missouri, Tennessee, a playoff meaning in a bowl game. Like, man, they just build up to a crazy product. But I mean, again, 12, it just, just feels like they kind of undershot the number. Yeah. How it's going to 12 instead of, you know, 16. Yeah. I can maybe, you can argue why not 24 because you want to get the best teams <laughs> out of it. Maybe right. not got full March Madness style, but it would be a cool way to actually incorporate those top 25 teams because how many times do we see, you know, a 24 upset? A number ten right. or a twelve. It happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. we saw you know some. We saw a few weeks ago uh, Oklahoma losing to Kansas. Yeah, exactly. In a Big Twelve play. Yeah. And so yeah, it happens. And then so they'd make you know Oklahoma would make it in that twelve playoff bracket format. Mm-hmm. Kansas wouldn't, and we just saw that Kansas was able to kind of beat them. Yep. Which you know a lot of people were calling that one out beforehand, but nonetheless, I, I was one. I called it. DP was too. But DP was calling a lot of upsets that day, so <laughs> he just gets in that mood. I think he's just doing it just because, despite yeah. despite someone in the studio. I don't know, is it? Mm. Man, just speak things into <laughs> manifest destiny. You got to speak yeah. it into existence. Yeah. So tonight, in esports is uh, usually Smash, but no, I looked on the um, big uh, esports conference. There is no Smash game tonight. Um, I think they had voted on it was um, playing against Illinois. I guess they didn't have enough players or no players at all. So just no game tonight. So they had Nebraska on the scouting report. Maybe that's why. Probably got to get some that's more one of, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's one of our games where we we are very good at. Yeah. And like I said, I mentioned Eric Dundas, um, that does a good job in, uh, of uh, having practices and giving his players 
a lot of reps where they just play mat they play smash you know for two three hours they do community night i remember going to a couple community nights in the springtime mm -hmm. and plan to do it come this next spring and so but then between now and then hopefully i don't know the time no dates yet but soon between now i'll say between now and fall we'll have our facility and then we can start doing these things in person together and really get to know everybody in the building you know it's it's it's, it's good that we have some type of communication i mean i'll be obviously i say upset or pulling my hair out if we had zero <laughs> communication but we do we have discord so we do a good job. Everybody does a good job communicating. Is that kind of like your number one source yeah. of communication? Yeah, well, I go in there and I can scroll up and I see what's highlighted. That means somebody's talking. I go on that channel, either a text channel or a voice channel, and I can see players that are in a practice session. I could jump in, put myself on mute and just tune in and listen. And then there's the talk where they text the talk and they're texting and they're it's, uh, talking about practice or talking about when they're going to watch film or just talking about what they're going to do on the weekend stuff like that so this weekend for us uh not all the players are going to make it um it didn't i did mention it at the start of the year but you know school gets going and a lot of players probably forgot but we're having a, a team activity this weekend mm -hmm. so we're going to hang out just hang out have a good time get to know each other play some um icebreaker games get to know you games and things like that and then at the end of the night once we get past that stuff like the team stuff and then we have we have uh food and then play some games and i'm a Myself and Ryan Tan, our assistant, we we've been talking, and I did this up at Lakeland. I think I know I mentioned this before on the on the show back in the summer or back in the spring, where once one time I did a team building day, um, and I picked games that we usually play and some we don't play, but everybody had to play no matter what. So when the game we had a will, my wife made this will. She's um, actually my brother in law made this will and we put all the stickers. She made the, t the sticker of the names like Valorant and Madden and 2K and FIFA and Overwatch and Call of Duty and Smash, Tech and Street Fighter. And we stuck it on, it was like the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> and we spin it and then whatever game that got selected and two players from each team had to play the game against each other. And then obviously that'll be the competition. Whoever wins, that team gets a point. So we played to like seven points. And so it's a good idea. Yeah. And so, so I got the players out of their comfort zone. And that's what Ryan is like. Yeah, let's just get that. Let's do that to get them because they gamers are very set in their ways. Just like I say, I mean, we're, we're human beings. We're set in our ways. So when you have something, but in gaming and then like in the sports sense is like you want to sometimes take your to get out of that comfort zone so you can understand what it feels like when you're in an uncomfortable situation. So when a game pops up, you got hey, if you never played Madden, you got to play Madden now. Uh, you gotta you gotta go, you know. So it's just teaching them to like, oh man, I don't know how to play this. Place. It's okay. It's gonna be a game. It's gonna be everybody in the room is gonna probably play a game for sure, at least one that they never played. And if you played video games long enough, you kind of get that. Into, there there is some part of video games that I feel like they all kind of got some of the similar mechanics. Like yes, they're all, the 100%. master is gonna be different, but hundred percent. If you played enough games, you kind of know what to expect on a lot of them. Yeah, and I've been playing since I was five. So. <laughs> Um, through a handful of consoles a handful of consoles and then finally PC until I didn't hit well I actually wasn't introduced to PC but then after that it was nothing for years obviously because the cost went up but finally mm -hmm. in the last 10 years I've been, I've been playing on PCs um, okay you know have it at home have one here one back home in, in Texas so but yeah get them out that comfortable comfort zone so they can understand what it feels like and then play through it and, and just like if you do introduce it this way where it's like more fun then eventually it may it will click in like oh if I'm in a competition then 
I'm playing a game that I'm used to, but then it's an uncomfortable moment where we're down by a lot of points or we're just in a game that is not going our way. It's that uncomfortable feeling hits them. And then we're like, okay, I referenced the time coach did that event and I was playing Madden. I never played it and I had to play it and I got through the game and win or lose. I still, so it's like, I know what this feeling feels like now. So now let me, now we're in my game. I'm in Valorant right now. We're down by a couple games, but I know we could get, you know, get back into it. Mm -hmm. I hit my rhythm. So then they have that mental experience. Like they all have that uh, muscle memory of playing the game. But when you have that really, I think the biggest thing when I'm noticing being, I've been, I've been basically observing since springtime. Cause like I said, no hands-on coaching yet. Observing since the spring is that players, uh, no matter how good they are, it's the mental side of, of gaming that I know that I'm gonna have to harp on and help teach them how to build that, that, that strong mental strength. Like it's, it's like a bob, it's like bob wire. You don't sway no way. And no matter what the situation that you're still able to play at a high level mm -hmm. and not worried about losing. And cause losing, I mean, everybody loses, everybody wins, but you're going to lose more when you're already sitting in there or mentally already telling yourself, oh man, we're going to lose this game or we're losing this game and we're going to end up finishing off with a loss. So if you keep that mindset, yeah, those, those type of games, you're not going to find, it's going to be a little bit harder to win. Not saying you're going to lose all those games. Just saying if you can see, if you stay in that, that negative part of mind, then the most, most likely you're going to end up in the negative part of having a 0 and 5 or, you know, two games below 500 instead of being where you want to be above 500 or sitting at undefeated so yeah and then you'll see that too people start trying to force things things are going the right way and they'll kind of break break away from you know what you typically do mm -hmm. across all sports college football try to make a play basketball yep. same thing people play a little bit of ISO uh do you ever see that when coaching esports where you know when the frustration sets in where players just kind of start going back to like what they want to do as opposed to playing that team yeah. chemistry kind yeah, of stuff. I, I haven't seen a whole lot here in Nebraska, but I'll say back at Lakeland, I saw it a lot. Okay. It was, you know, some, some of the younger players I had, we had, and, uh, they would just kind of go on that to their, to, to that comfort zone because they didn't want to feel like they're part of the team and that they're getting their butt kicked or losing right, right now. So he's like, I'm good. I'm ranked this high. And why are we losing? And okay, now I'm just going to, Go over here and i'm like some games you can't do that like overwatch you can't run off by yourself uh, you'll get wrecked real fast <laughs> yeah. um valorant league of legends you can't do that you got to have you know if you're especially in any of the lanes stuff or top lane because usually top lane is a single player and it's but it's really good single player so bot lane mid lane is where you're with a partner you have somebody that's dp or uh, that's uh, support that's healing you so running away from them because they're not healing properly or whatever is not the greatest idea in a ma in a competitive match for League of Legends or even Overwatch, so yeah, I mean, yep. uh, I've talked about it before, but I, you know, I think I've maybe played three Valorant matches. That was enough for me because you got you got to know what you're doing. Have yeah. some teammates there to help you out, and definitely one of those games where if you don't know what you're doing, your teammates aren't going to be too happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just hanging out by yourself. I remember the first times I played solo without a group, like it was a random group, and I was just getting it was, this. This was last summer, summer, summer of 2022. And yeah, I got those, hey man, they're like, hey man, what you doing? And I'm like, man, I'm I'm just I'm new. new. <laughs> I just say, look, I'm new to the game and I'm just learning, you know, when you know, I'm understanding now when to rotate and when to do certain things. So mm -hmm. my bad, you know, that's, that's what I all say. My bad. I ain't got now I got it. I know when to rotate and all that stuff. But yeah, it does happen that way sometimes. Yeah, the video games is one of those things too, or I don't know what it is, but it seems to be it, it can be like one of those toxic places for whatever you notice that yeah, with oh video yeah. games i like some games in particular too like ufc's one where 
it'll get it'll get pretty crazy yeah <laughs> the things they'll do and like i expect that because it's a sports game and it's mm-hmm. a one-on-one game right very but, physical but the games <laughs> that i was i've been taken not taken back but just surprised that it's super toxic in the chat is league of legends really yeah that, and that was my reaction that really? one kind of surprised me. right my team my players here even confirmed it and my players back at lakeland i remember year one we were just talking having a good practice session talking and then I don't know how I came up and said, yeah, coach, yeah, the toxicity or uh, in the chat, it is bad. And I'm like, what you mean? He said, people are just belittling you, saying everything, racist, sexist comments. I'm just like, because they expect you to be you know, at a certain level. And right. like they're they're challenging your intelligence in the game, basically, mm-hmm. by saying they're, you know, they're saying, derog- you know, other ill, bad things because you're not playing to a level what your ranking says on them on the game. And you might just be having a bad game, you know. It's already not just used to playing with players like yourself. Maybe you're doing something different, but it has nothing. So it just it gets super tossed. I was like, really? You know what the training is for that one? Well, I don't know if you could do it anymore, what but I know what? those COD lobbies back in the day. You throw them in there for a few hours, <laughs> they'll come out with yeah. tough skin. Yeah, that's just the only way to get through them. I, yeah, I was like, so just try to simulate that. Yeah, I say, I say, we'll do a a fan appreciation day at the facility when it gets built, and say, hey, fans, welcome to come in to harass the players 100% because if we ever play on the road, we got to get used to it. You know, we, we ever play Colorado, you know, we go play Oklahoma. <laughs> That'd be cool. Right. I we would go, love to go in and watch that. Right. Go play Iowa. Mm-hmm. They're our new rivals. Wisconsin is a rival too. We go there. They have a, they have, they'll have a facility soon and a lot of teams in the big 10 will. So eventually we'll be going, you know, home versus home. We'll be trading out those games and, so it was just like you got to get used to the crowd and all that stuff. And I and I saw it on a video I watched uh, last year, the complexity Dallas Cowboys esports or, okay. team that they sponsored. And so at their facility, what's all ideal about that facility and that team is that they're housed in the same building as the Cowboy football players. So they're right down. They'll be walking to lunch and eating lunch with Dak. And at <laughs> the time, sick. Ezekiel was there and CD Lamb, you know. And then, but. So what they did, just like at a football facility, similar to what we have here for the football team or the volleyball team or just the athletes here in general, Dallas gave those esports athletes the ideal facility. Everything they need from the showers to the locker room to the kitchen to the gaming competitive area. And they even have a a specific room from the regular practice area that is a competition room where they make it the away game atmosphere so if they're on the road and so they got they put flashy lights in there they have crowd noise they filter in there just like they do here Mm -hmm. and i I mean places i've been they do it they did it here when i was playing but then also green bay and seattle where if you're going on the road you know the crowd gets loud and rowdy you could you kind of tone it out because you're used to it yeah you 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 got those hand signals down you can kind of get your it's kind of weird but you almost learn how to read lips a little bit too yeah. with your teammates. Yeah, but it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's weird in the beginning because you know, you're doing it in practice, you're like, "Oh man," and but you once but once you get to game time and you've done it so many times in practice, you kind of get used to it. So it's like getting used to that sound and those fans yelling, screaming, uh, the music that's being played at a stadium because I'm pretty sure I mean, I'm obviously so excited when I even though I'm a probably I'm a I'm a hate it and like it at the same time is the fact we play any 
big team team or any college team at their place, they're going to be playing their fight song the whole time. Can you get a <laughs> can you get like a noise canceling headphones or you could do yeah like some headphone players, rules. Some players play with that. Like I've seen them have their gaming like the big ones like so yeah. what we have on right now mm-hmm. and inside they have little the earbuds that are noise canceling. So it's not against the rule. Okay. Um, I just don't understand how if they could they probably could still hear their teammates in the chat. Yeah. So I'm assuming that because I'm like that's I know you have noise counseling, but make sure you can hear your guys and your girls talking to you in the chat so you know where to go, mm-hmm. hear the call out, stuff like that. But it's like I said, I'm a I'm a like it and hate it at the same time because it's like this is competitive this is competitive comp this is competition. This is what goes down. Fans are rowdy on the road, they get in your ear, they get as loud as possible, so you can't hear each other or they just try to distract you like basketball fans when you're shooting free throws. Right. <laughs> stuff like that. So now, we do got a couple on the text line that I do want to get to before we go to our first break here. Uh, we'll go with the first one from Bryce here, and then we'll get to 5046. Bryce says, what's your favorite retro game? Ooh, God, I got so many. I can't. It's so bad. Uh, I'll go to one of them, then. I'll say my it's, uh, my favorite retro first RPG game, Legend of Zelda, all day. On the gold cartridge. Oh, and, and yeah. Cartridge. I've never seen that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> so this is way past you. Yeah. Way before you, Harrison, and, and a lot of people. And maybe my man on the on the question. It was a gold cartridge from the first Nintendo. And when it came out, the game was $50. It was actually that at that time expensive because I think every other game before that was like 40 or $30. So my dad, I think it was either Christmas or birthday. It's crazy that we had the 60 forever. Like we stayed at sixty dollars games, I feel yeah. like for a really, really, yep. really long time. That never inflated. But yeah. anyway, I cut you off there. Go no, ahead. No, no, yeah, yeah. My dad was like, "What? It's like fifty dollars." He's like, "Man, you got to get a job." <laughs> oh, and and you know what? I took that serious. Like he was joking. I did that. I'll tell you that after the break. What I did to help out with buying, getting video games uh, every time a, a new one dropped. We do have Clatonia John saying Zelda OG game. Yes. So he, he must be uh, part of that age group as well. Okay, last one here, 5046. I think he's referring to when I was talking about that COD comment. He says, what's your furthest round on zombies? If you ever played that game. Mode? Furthest round. I would have to say I have. Um, like between, I think it was like eight rounds. Got through eight rounds. Eight rounds? Okay, yeah. so you probably didn't play it a whole lot then. No, I didn't play it a whole lot. And I didn't play with guys. I only played it once with people, like one of my players at Lakeland one time we mm-hmm. did it. And actually, I'll take that back. No, we went into like round 20 or 30. Okay. Like we, it was like one where you have to eventually, obviously, was the helicopter comes in and gets you. I, I couldn't tell I you. Think that's, that's one I didn't touch I too think much. it was, the, um, we made it to the chopper. I okay. Think, yeah, I think we got out of that, that zombie map one time. Okay. One sweet. time. You know, once. That was it. Once. <laughs> Zombies, the hordes is ridiculous. It's fun though. It's so it's super fun. If it if anything, you want to work on your aim and tracking of a weapon because you're shooting so much. Yeah. Do it in That's zombies. a good one. That's you're a just good constantly one. running around. And you don't even time. realize you're actually working on your targeting, yeah. but you are. So it's like you're having so much fun, you're not realizing you're getting actually better mechanics um with your game with your gunplay. Well, those are the comments we got right there. And again, if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685. We'll answer them as they roll in here. But we'll go ahead and throw it to our first break on the Mon Green Show. I'm Harrison Hart joining the ones and twos. Talk to you guys on the other side.